We are so excited that you are joining us today. We here at Royal Priesthood Ministries are dedicated and committed to teaching, equipping, and training men and women in the principles of God. These principles will free them from their past hurts, pains, frustrations, and confusions, helping them find love, help, forgiveness, peace, divine direction, and encouragement. Our senior pastor, Harold W. Britton Sr. and co-pastor Sherry Britton have answered the call that God placed on their lives. Let's hear what the Lord is saying through His vessels today. Amen. How many of y'all brought your Bible with you? Whenever you come into the house of the Lord, bring your Bible, man. We've been saying this for 21 years. Bring your Bible whenever you come into the house of the Lord. Come on, wave in the devil's face, let him know your arm in danger. Everybody looking at you when you don't have your Bible. They look, you think they're not looking at you? They look, people looking at you. And they got a cell phone now. You can put your Bible on the cell phone, all version of it. Come on, say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I can have what it says I can have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I will be taught the word of God. I boldly confess. My mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I'm about to receive the incorruptible, the indestructible, the ever-living seed of the Word of God. I would never be the same. Come on, say it like you mean. I would never be the same. I would never be the same. In Jesus' name. Go give us some praise. Amen. Glory to God. You ought to see all those people over at the stadium hollering last night at the game, Michigan game, the Michigan State I, was, I called Pastor Sherry. I said, look at all them people hollering. What did they do there in church? Over 100,000 people, they were hollering. Uh, God, he got the first over a ball game. But when they come into the house of the Lord, they want to be, I wonder, do they do that in church? Huh? It's our custom here that you stand for the reading of God's word and go to Second Peter chapter 1, please. We're still there. In Second Peter chapter 1. And we're going to look at the first three verses. And I trust that you take this word, read it real slow, and apply it to your life. Because let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen, we got a devil out there. And that devil don't take no vacation. And he's going to do everything in his power to get you away from the word of God. He's going to do everything in his power to make you think that you're not saved. He's going to do everything in his power to attack your identity. In Second Peter chapter 1, let's read verse 1 down to verse 3. Simon Peter, servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have attained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied to you through what? Through the knowledge of God. Listen to that. Grace and peace will be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God. So then let us know, ladies and gentlemen, we got to get into the Word, we got to get some knowledge. Through the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ our Lord. Verse 3. According as his divine power had given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness through what? The knowledge of him that had called us to glory and virtue. Knowing the power of God. You may be seated. If you will know the power of God, you got to get it through the knowledge. The knowledge of him. 
And see, when we spent time, I'm telling you, I've been in the kitchen cooking this up all week. Even though I've been working here at this church every day, me and, me and Cousin Cheryl, we've been working, but we, we still take time out to get into this Word so we can serve it to you and give it to you. Now, as we pick up from last week, I just want to refresh your mind just a little bit. And uh, we said on, uh, on last week that Knowing God produces all things, all things, because he said in his word he had given us all things pertain to, to, uh, to, 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 to the knowledge of God. So we said that knowing God produces all things, even when you don't have all the mechanics, when you don't have all the mechanics to do this, to do that, to do that. If you just know God, it will produce all things. But by knowing God and knowing who he is, that would take a place of where, that would take you to the place where you need to be in. Don't worry about the mechanics. Just spend time to get into the word of God and know God. Now I mentioned to you also last week that the pieces that have always been somewhat confusing in this whole idea, in this whole deal, is the situation concerning, watch this, transformation. Transformation. It's been so confusing with people because when they trance over by the words that they speak out their mouth, they don't walk in it. You've been transformed. In other words, there are people... There used to be that had some issues in their life. And they learned from church folks that you have to do these 10 things in order to deal with these issues. They learned from church folks. But I'm here to tell you, I'm, forget about the 10 things. Know God. Know God. And then you hear people saying, no, 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 don't, 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 don't. And then I mentioned to you concerning performance-based Christianity. And a lot of people have a problem with performance-based Christianity. They have a problem with that. Why? Because they don't read a word and get revelation knowledge of it. Why, pastor, do they have a problem with that? Because they don't understand what, our, what, what we are saying that is, performance-based Christianity is that you are doing something to try to get God to do something, and this is based on the performance-based covenant of the law. Glory to God. Watch it. So they concluded that under grace that you don't have to do works, which is incorrect. There are God, there are good works. There are works of faith, and there are works of the law. They're good works. And we don't work just, but we don't work to get saved. We work because we save. We do, we do God business because we save, because we are saved. We are one of His children. But I want to just back you up just a little bit here. And escort you into something. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. I want you to see this here. 
just want to back you up just a little bit and remind you some things here. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, a very familiar passage of scripture here. And uh, it took me a minute to get revelation of this here. But once I got it, I got it. In order for you to understand all of this, especially with your, with your relationship with God. So we're going to back it up just a little bit. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5. If you haven't said praise the Lord. Now watch this here. What happened when you got born again. And once you understand what happened when you got born again, then we will talk about the works of the law versus the, uh, uh, the works of faith. We'll talk about that. But first, you got to understand what happened first when you got born again. Look at very familiar passage of Scripture in verse 17, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. It said, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things, come on, become new. Now, he says, if any man be in Christ, now, how many of you are in Christ? Hmm? How many of you are in Christ? Okay. If you, don't, if you haven't raised your hand, then we're going to give you the opportunity to get, to get, to get in Christ today. You've been in Christ. You've been in Christ, have put the new cre creation in you. You have the new creation on the inside of you. That's what he's talking about. Hmm? He said, all things are passed away. Now, I don't know about y'all, but I'm like, I'm like, when I read that, when I became born again and a new creature, and they say old things have passed away. All my old things wasn't gone. It wasn't gone. Now watch this. He say all things. All things. I become new. Now hear what I believe he is saying here. The old things that pass away were not your old, were not your old action, your old uh, action. Hmm? The old things that passed away was that root, that old man. And you can't allow someone to bring up the old man out back out. The old man is dead now. The old man passed away. And all things became new. The new creation came in, came in. So the old man is gone. And guess what? The new man is here now. Glory to God. The new woman is here, glory to God. So then, what is real repentance? We need to define that. What is real repentance? People say a change of heart, a change of direction, a change of mind to turn around. Huh? Now, can you, now, now you can say any big words you want to. But it's still, watch this, incomplete. Say all the big words. So we have to find repentance. 
change of heart, direction of mind, and turn around. You're not wrong at all. You're not wrong. You're not incorrect. But how many do you know that if you are incomplete, if you are incomplete, you're not gonna get it like you, you're not gonna get it like you want to get it. If you're incomplete. So let me give you a definition of real repentance. What real repentance is. Real repentance is having the right belief. Real repentance is having the right, the right belief of who you are. Real repentance is when you have the right belief of your identity in Christ. Glory to God. And it's very, very important that you know your identity. It's very important that you know who you are in him. Real repentance is having the right belief of who you are in Christ. That's powerful, man. Real repentance is now that you have repented, you believe, you believe that I am, watch this, the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Because if you don't believe that all the benefits, all the blessings are tied to your righteousness. I don't care what you may go through. If you have accepted Christ as your Lord and said, your righteousness is not based on what you did. You got to get that. So you, if you, if you base your rights on what you did, you walk right here and come to the nation. The first person that you cussed out or what you didn't do this, you didn't do that. You walk right here and come to the nation here all the time. You're the righteousness of God. Your righteousness is based on what Jesus did. That's what your righteousness is. And, and see, and that's what real repentance is all about. But people, but, but, but if you don't watch out there, then you can't play into the devil's hand now. So therefore, you can't walk into the calling that God had called you to walk into. And that will put you in bondage. It will put you in, in unbelief. And you will try to go to God with the inferiority. And them prayers won't be answered. And when you go to God, you must know that you're not coming to him with doubt. You're not coming to him with unbelief. You got a blood ball right to come before his presence. You come before his presence in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. You, you, you believe that I am redeemed. You believe that I am the son and daughter of the most high God. Watch this. Real, real repentance is an issue of right believing concerning who you are. Who you are. You tell them that you are the righteous. You're not just no sinner saved by grace. You, the, you was a sinner when you was out there in the world doing all that stuff here. A sinner is the individual that practice sin. As Christians, we don't practice sin. We may miss it sometimes, but we don't, we don't practice sin. You must, you must know your identity, especially you pick it up in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. It tells you exactly who you are. For he had made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. That's who you are. So I tell you, you don't refer to me no sinner. I'm not a sinner. 
I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And I don't have no problem taking you to the word. But watch this here. You see, because of your born again process, it was all about the old going away and the new coming in. Real repentance is a change of belief, which will now change your heart. It will now change your mind. It will now change your direction. But if you don't change your beliefs about who you are, it won't change your heart. It won't change your mind. And it won't change your direction. And it ain't going to be a turnaround if you don't change your belief. See, you will go through a form, but repentance is a change of belief, a change of heart, a change of mind and direction. But first, you got to change your belief. Now listen, if you don't change your belief, if you don't change your believing, if you don't have the right believing concerning who you are, now as a result of being in Christ, guess what happens? Something takes place when you don't change your belief. You will go around bragging about being a Christian. Watch this. But, uh, but under attack, you really don't believe. You really don't believe that. And, and, and you end up responding the wrong way like you used to. And that's what's going on in churches right now. I said, that's what's going on in churches right now. You got a lot of people who wear the t-shirts and the title. But they have not changed their belief in whom they are in Christ Jesus. Wait till the first opposition come their way. And see where they stand at. And see where they stand up and say, I'm the righteousness of God. Wait till the first opposition here and see what they tuck tail and run on you. In church. So when stuff happens, wait a minute. You pause. First of all, I'm the righteousness of God. I've been redeemed. I'm the son of the most high God. Watch this. And I believe in the finished work of Jesus Christ. Glory to God. See, see, ladies and gentlemen, when the first opposition comes your way, you got to talk kingdom talk, man. You can't be saying anything out your mouth and it don't line up with the word of God. You got to talk kingdom talk. That's the only thing working here now. It's kingdom talk. Glory to God. And people in the church right here, they wonder why they're being tagged here. And they don't see the result because they're saying anything. And they go hook up with Boo Boo and Ray Ray and all of them right there. And they talking where to talk. Ain't nothing happening. We got to talk kingdom talk, ladies and gentlemen. I believe in the finished work of Jesus. I don't care what I go through. I believe in the finished work of Jesus. He didn't, he, he told, he, he didn't tell us when we weren't going to go through nothing. He didn't tell us nine times. I don't know. Find it here. I can't find it. But I know he told me in his word he bear the infinity of our infirmities. Why? Because he been through what we going through. And he said in his word that he'll never leave us nor forsaken us. 
So I got to stand on the word of God, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to go through some stuff here. And that's the time when we get into this word and apply the word to our situation. Knowing God, knowing who you are, knowing your identity, ladies and gentlemen. Man, I feel like running. I tell you, I want to run behind Mildred this morning when she was running. I know what she was doing. You see, when we know the finished work of Jesus, it was just what Paul did, the apostle Paul did, every time when he seen somebody sin. You know what he did? He reminded them who they were and what they had in Christ Jesus. He didn't knock them down. He reminded them of who they are and what they did and what they had. When they were sleeping around in the booth, in the dark, in the corner, Paul said, know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? Why do you want to be in the booth, in the corner, in the back of the dark? Huh? And you know you're not married, huh? Why do you want to do that? Watch this. When they were trying to sue each other, Paul said, know ye not that one day you would judge the angels? But why? Why? Did he continue to remind them who they, who they were and what they had? Why did he do that? There's a reason why he was talking like that to them people, right? But what's the reason why he did it? Watch this. Because everything about your life is going to be based once are you getting on you getting once once you get born again. It's gonna be based on do I have the right believing concerning who I am? Do you have the right belief of knowing who you are? If you don't, I'm telling you who you are. You are the child of the most high God. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Glory to God. That's who you are. Do I believe in, do I believe in who I am? And it's going to be tested in several ways, my brothers and sisters. When you mess up and the devil going to try to say, look at what you did. Look at what you said. And you know what your response should be? It's under blood. It's under blood. It's under blood. But, to, but can you stand up in the midst of the mess that you have did? Can you stand in the middle of the mess and say, hey, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus because my righteousness is not based on what I did. Yeah, I may not, I'm, yeah, I may not, I, I should have did that, I should have did that, but my righteousness is not based upon that. My righteousness is based on what Jesus did. Glory to God. You got to get this, ladies and gentlemen. It's very important that you get this because you don't, you won't fulfill your purpose. You won't fulfill your destiny if you don't get it. Glory to God. We know who we are. And we know that we are the righteousness of God. And you're going to be tested. 
And can you stand up in the middle of your mess and still say that I am the righteous of God? When the doctor says something and he declares some sickness on your body, do you, re do you really believe in who you are in Christ Jesus enough to say, I have been redeemed from sickness and my body a whole glory to God? Do you have the, the, the power to say that? Do you have the boldness to say that? The devil just practicing medicine, ladies and gentlemen. But Jesus is the great physician. Everything, ladies and gentlemen, seems to always go back to the attack of the, of the identity. What was the first thing that Satan attacked when he saw Adam and Eve in the garden? Identity. The first thing Satan attacked when he saw uh, Jesus in the wilderness. Identity. Who is you and I? He's going to do everything in his power to, to, to attack our identity. And we know who our identity is. But you got to know who yours is. I know who mine is. Glory to God. The same plan. The devil said, I got to constantly attack your belief. And who you are in Christ. That's what he's saying, ladies and gentlemen. You came, you got to know who you are in him. Knowing the power of God. And Satan is saying, if I could be successful in convincing you not to believe that you are who you are, who you are in Christ Jesus, everything will flow good for me. But I got to do my job. If I could convince you, and I'm here to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, he can't overpower the blood of Jesus. I say he can't overpower the blood of Jesus. You see, because, because uh, if Satan could get you to believe that, you, could, you no longer believe that you have a change of mind. And you will see that your mind wasn't changed. You will see that your heart wasn't changed. You will see that your direction wasn't changed. Huh? But we can't allow, we can't allow him to, uh, to put them thoughts in our mind, ladies and gentlemen. And instead of you talking, uh, instead of you taking a, a 180 degree turn, you took a 360. And you're right back to where you were. Right back where you were. But we're glad them days is over with, ladies and gentlemen. You see, good behavior is the fruit of your belief. Of who you are. The day you believe that you are. Who you are in Christ Jesus. That will produce your good behavior. See your belief. Will produce your behavior. Or so the key. The key to transformation. Watch this. Is focus. The key to transformation is focus. Somebody say focus. Say it like you mean. Say focus. Go to Colossians chapter 1. I want you to see something. Colossians. 
Colossians chapter 1. I want you to see this here. If you have it, say praise the Lord. The key, ladies and gentlemen, is focus. I'm focused on who? Who Jesus is. That's what I'm focusing on. I'm not smoking on, I'm not focused on no reefer. I'm not sm- uh, focused on no alcohol. I'm focusing on one thing. I'm focused on who is Jesus is. Because when he come back, I want to make sure that I have my faith uh, dependent totally on Jesus. Drop down to verse 27. In Colossians chapter 1. To whom God will make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in where? And you, come on, the hope of glory. Glory to God. So focus on Christ in you, the hope of glory. Drop down to verse 28. Whom we preach. Warning every, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. You see what I'm saying? Perfect. I didn't say in the flesh. I said perfect in Christ Jesus. Now here's the focus. I'm focusing on Christ. On that relationship that I have with Jesus. I'm focusing on Christ. On that relationship that I have with Jesus. That's our focus, ladies and gentlemen. It's Jesus now. Now watch this here. Have I one time told you to throw away your faith? Have I one time told you to throw throw away your confession. Have I one time told you to throw away the law of prosperity? Have I one time told you to throw away the law of healing? My brothers and sisters, we must stay focused on the relationship. We must stay focused on the relationship with Jesus and knowing God. As I move into my close. See, we must focus on Building an intimate relationship with God. How are we going to do that, Pastor? Through the Word of God. That's how you do it. If we want an intimate relationship with God, we're going, we're going to do it through the Word of God and nothing else. We must focus on the fact that real repentance is all about having the right belief of who we are in Christ Jesus. I want you to try this sometime. When you are under attack, pause for a minute. And remind yourself who you are. I'm the righteousness of God. I'm redeemed. I'm the healed. Glory be to God. Pause for a minute. See, sometimes you have to remind yourself of who you are. I am a son of God. I am a joint heir with Christ Jesus. Great is he that is in me that he's in the world. Listen, the devil wouldn't know what to do. And when he see you talking like that, he'll say, oh, man, they know who they are. Let's get out of here. Let's leave them alone. They know who they are. 
So you not only know who you are, but you know whose you are. And you start relaxing, ladies and gentlemen, in the loving arms, in the loving relationship that you have with your father. Amen? That's all I got for you today. Praise the Lord. Come on. Get a Lord shout of praise. That's all I got for you. Amen. Take this word, ladies and gentlemen, and apply this word to your life. Work on building a relationship, an intimate relationship with God. Don't worry about the mechanics. When you have a personal relationship with him, God will give you revelation knowledge concerning mechanics. That's the main thing. And all this week, all this week as I got down, run down in the basement, getting into the word, I had to hit a little little tape right there, play a little song of worship and praising God. And then I got off into my word. And I said, Lord, I want want a relationship with you. I want to work on my intimate relationship with you and with Jesus and with the Holy Spirit. And I'm telling you something, it was cold. It looked cold down in the basement, looked cold. But we had a wonderful time down there in the Word. A wonderful time. I tried it. And I want to say to the Facebook friends if you haven't accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, maybe you were saved at one point, period of time, but you got with the wrong folks in your backslide. Well, I'm here to tell you that God is the God of another chance. Just repeat this after me say, Father God. I believe in Jesus, and I believe that he died, and he arose with all power in heaven and earth. I rededicate my life back to you. Please forgive me for all of my sins, the ones I have knowledge of and the ones I don't have knowledge of. And if you say that prayer, we believe that you say, get into your good Bible teaching church that will teach you the word of God. Come on, Roy, you preacher. Give them a shout of praise. Amen. Amen. Is there anyone in house? If there anyone in house still haven't received the baptism of the Holy Spirit and you want it, raise your hand. Anyone? Amen. It blessed my heart when I see Tina. Wasn't that an awesome teaching from the Word of God? Join us every Sunday morning in the sanctuary at 2518 Delaware Avenue, Flint, Michigan, 48506. Sunday school is at 10 a.m. Sunday morning worship service at 11.30 a.m. Wednesday prayer is at 6 to 7 p.m. And Wednesday Bible study at 7 to 8 p.m. All Eastern Standard Time. You can visit us on Facebook under Royal Priesthood Ministries. You can watch us on Roku, The Fire Stick, Apple TV, Facebook, YouTube, and Cross TV under the Five Fold Network. You can also listen to us on iTunes and Google Play Podcasts under the Five Fold Network. You can also call us at 810-424-1503. To give a donation, you can cash app us at $7HWB. God bless you, and we will see you next time.